Good afternoon, Renegades. Welcome back to Rogue Radio. My name is Sarah Jane. As you all know, this is the usual intro. Are you getting sick of it yet? <laughs> Here comes another Rogue News segment. If you're ready, cool. If you're not, put a helmet on. If any of you have any comments, questions, or concerns, you can reach me at Rogue Radio 4 on Instagram, Rogue Radio 4 on Twitter, and Rogue Radio, all caps, on YouTube. See you there. Thank you very much. Let's just get right into the politics. I do talk about politics a lot on this uh, podcast, but... Um, to be honest, I hate it. I don't think this is how God wanted it to be. So, you know, analysis. Biden Biden's immigration policies may fuel immigrant caravan crisis at the southern border. Interesting. A new Democrat White House. The new Democrat White House appears uh, to be digging itself into a hole when it comes to its immigration plan. In his first days in office, Joe Biden promised to completely overhaul President President Trump's hardline immigration policies. Well, that's not a surprise. I will introduce an immigration bill immediately and have it sent to the appropriate committees to begin movement, Biden said. I will, in fact, countermand executive orders that the president has, in fact, initiated. Um, Biden, you are the president, unless you are talking about Trump, because uh, if you're going to say that he is still the president, why are you in office, bro? Anyway, however, it is becoming increasingly clear that repealing certain policies may be disastrous for the U.S. national security. Of course, of course. Because back in the day, okay, immigration was a thing. It happened. Um, I want to say, I don't know what year. I want to say it was like in the 1900s, 1800s. Um, probably even late 1700s. Where people from different countries saw the opportunities um, that America was getting and they wanted to be a part of it. That's absolutely great. That's great. But there was a system. There was a system, and I feel like if that's not in, um, if that's not a thing now, I don't even know if it is. I'd have to look at it. But back in the day, we used to go to Ellis Island. Those people who would, um, be immigrated into America, right? Immigrants. They would get a new name, which I don't feel was okay. I mean, I know that there was some interesting and probably very weird uh, systems going on back in the day, but when it came to Ellis Island, there was a process, and I will say that that process was probably also corrupt because I've learned that in American history class, a lot of that were in, originally in there, um, well, the people who weren't, like, immigrants, they would be working at the Ellis Island and then they would deny certain people because that would be, 
that that's a racist thing. I understand that. But I feel like if Biden is going to do this, which honestly, I don't have a problem with immigration. I don't. The thing is, is that I have a problem with illegal immigration. So when it comes to Biden bringing in a mess of people to where our sources and our, like, we don't have enough homes for these people. We don't have enough money to support these people. We don't have enough jobs to even support these people to give to them. Why are we letting them in? We are still in the middle of a pandemic and he still wants to do this. And I get it. There are some people who are suffering, but you also have to realize that if America weakens its borders, that is also a big opportunity for terrorists to filter through. Okay? And that is not okay with me. Um, I, like I said, I don't have a problem with immigration because honestly, if you look at it deep enough, every American that has been originally here, we are all immigrants of some kind. So I know that my ancestors probably immigrated from Ireland and they probably got met with spite as well because back in the day people didn't like red-headed people. They thought that they looked strange. They didn't like the Irish because of course they talked different, they looked different, but I'm just saying that I don't have a problem with immigration. I have a problem with illegal immigration and letting immigrants in to a point where the people who made a living in America have to actually give up their life and their lifestyle and, and their security in order for other people to come in. That should not be a thing. It should not be the case with that. It shouldn't be that way. So what I'm saying is, I don't understand why Biden is doing this while we are still in a pandemic and there is a rise in um, riots, looting, people are still angry. You honestly don't think that terrorists are going to try to take advantage of that either? Please. Although thousands may have been stopped by local authorities per the Trump-era policy, of course, which called on Central American nations to crack down on migrant crisis, small groups have reportedly still made it through. There are en route to the U.S. border. And that's crazy. In the meantime, Biden has enacted a number of repeals to President Trump's policies. Um, these repeals include halting the construction of the border wall and suspending President Trump's remain in Mexico policy. And I don't like that either. Trump built that wall. Trump was still in the process of building that wall even um, just before his presidency ended. And I feel like, I honestly feel like there should be a law to where you can't repeal certain things that the previous uh, president established. 
because that would just be adding more to the problem if you keep repealing certain things. And but you know, I mean Nancy Pelosi is still trying to impeach Trump even after he's out of the office, which is illegal. So, anyway, um no, I I just feel like if you're going to mess with a good thing, you shouldn't mess with it. Don't mess with a good thing. Like, don't mess with it. There's a reason why he built the wall. Because there's drug cartels. There have been people in the military, there have been people in the CIA that have said that there are underground tunnels leading to that stuff. Leading from Mexico to America. Um. That's a problem, bro. And, and Biden only wants to help that happen. But then again, Biden can't even freaking form a proper sentence. How did he even get in office? Many immigration experts, including Federation for American Immigration Reform, President Dan Stein, have called President Trump's border policies to not only stay in place, but to be built upon uh, by the new administration. So it has been suggested to Biden or to the new administration that this has to stay. Um, now, for the last four years, agreements have been no negotiated with Northern Triangle countries to um, actually take their own citizens or other people's citizens who are claiming refugee status from nearby countries, Stein said. Um, this, along with the agreement to remain in Mexico during the dependency of an asylum claim, mm -mm. have been enormous back breakthroughs in discouraging caravans. Those agreements must be maintained and strengthened. Biden has also made a proposal to open a citizenship path for over 11 million legal illegal immigrants it says illegal on this article <laughs> living in the united states which is a policy that lawmakers have said has little chance of being passed if the white house is full of democrats i'm pretty sure it will be passed some even called the Herculean task due to its apparent lack of support among Republicans in both congressional chambers. See, okay, this is my problem with the House of Representatives now. Okay, the House is full of Democrats. Okay, say what you want about my disagreement with the Democrats, but I feel that in order to get a fair vote, there should be a House of half and half. Half Republican, half Democrat. I hate politics, but if you want to do it right, you got to do it half and half. You, They might not like each other, but listen, that's how it's supposed to be. That's how it should be, because then you'd get a fair vote. Now that the House is, the White House, the House of Representatives, the, the Supreme Court is all now infested by these people, guess what? They're going to do it their way. They're not going to do it the people's way.
so there is an article um, pertaining to Russia or uh, Russian issues right now and I want to talk about it but I'm gonna have to to know who Navalny is Alexei Navalny I think that's how you say his name so I'm gonna see if I can find out who he is first before I even say anything okay they say that Alexei uh, Navalny is a uh, Russian opposition politician so um, we're gonna do a fun experiment we're going to read an article from NBC News and then we're going to read one from OAN and see how it differs let's do this all right poisoned Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny will spend 30 days in uh, detention for a court hearing in Moscow police station Monday his spokesman said um, the decision has handed was handed down less than 24 hours after the prominent critic of President Vladimir Putin was detained on his return from Germany where he was treated for a poisoning with what scientists said was uh, Novichok I, I, I don't if if I mispronounce it I'm sorry um, a Russian-made chemical weapon he has accused the Russian state of trying to kill him which it denies Navalny was detained due to alleged violations of a suspended prison sentence uh, he says the charge is false he was due to go to trial on January 29th and faces uh, a possible three and a half year jail sentence. I'm sorry, but what did he do, though? Navalny spokesperson Kyra uh, Yarmist uh, sorry, I probably butchered that said on Twitter uh, today, or Monday morning, uh, that a trial had suddenly began at the police station where he was being held in the Moscow suburb of Kamiki Kamiki? Um, while nationally pre-trial hearing to review Navalny's detention and not the full trial, he uh, the event's swift and unexpected execution aroused fears among the supporters. Uh, Yarmish, Yarmish, um, called the process a mockery of justice. She tweeted. A video of a perplexed Navalny reacting to the hearing. I don't understand what's going on. I was brought out before the cameras uh, one minute ago while meeting with the lawyers. Um, I was then brought here into this hearing, he said. Ivan Zandov um, said of Navalny's head of Navalny's uh, campaigning organization said on Twitter that protesters on Monday applied for Navalny to remain in prison for 30 days and then for the suspended jail term to be made a full sentence um, but would keep the activist in prison until 2024. Yaramish uh, confirmed uh in a tweet Monday afternoon that Navalny will in fact be detained for 30 days 
until February 15th. Mm -mm. Uh, saying it's not clear where the politician will be kept uh, for the next month. Shortly after, Yaromish shared a video with a message from, from Navalny from the police station, in which he urged people to take to the streets and not be afraid. Hmm, I see what you're doing. <laughs> um, earlier on Monday, one of Navalny's lawyers, Vadim Kobez Kobzev? Vadim Kobzev. See, I'm learning names. <laughs> I'm learning how to pronounce. It's cool. Tweeted a photo of a last-minute formal notice of the local police chief announcing the hearing it lacked the usual letterhead and formatting suggesting it was hastily thrown together. Or it was fake. Um, Navalny's detention immediately upon his return to Russia and a general statement by the Russian government triggered um, condemnation uh, from foreign officials. Jake Sullivan, uh, one of U.S. President-elect Joe Biden's top aides told Moscow to free Navalny. And Mr. Navalny... Okay, this comes from Jake Sullivan. <coughs> one of Joe Biden's aides. I'm going to read the tweet, I guess. Mr. Navalny should be immediately released, and the perpetrators of the outrageous attack on his life must be held accountable. Uh, the Krem Kremlin's attack on Mr. Navalny are not just um, are not just a violation of human rights, but in an effort to the Russian people who want their voices heard. And guess what, Jake? You support a man who wants to <laughs> abort uh, babies halfway out of the womb. So I, I don't know who you trying to please. But anyway, um, meanwhile, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo uh, appeared to, to take a jibe against President Putin, saying in a tweet, confident political leaders do not fear competing voices nor see the need to commit violence against or wrongfully detain political opponents. The thing is, is that I have to figure out why he was detained at all. But let me finish this and then I'll figure it out. Anyway, the foreign ministers of Germany, Britain, France, and Italy all called for Navalny's release. Lithuania said on Sunday it would ask the EU to swiftly impose new sanctions on Russia, Czech foreign, Czechlov Czech Republican, I was about to say Czechoslovakian, um, Foreign Ministry, Minister Thomas Tomas, Tomas Petriek, Pe okay, uh, said he wanted the bloc to discuss possible sanctions. Excuse me, I had to burp. Mm. Um, in response to widespread international criticism, of Navalny's treatment, Russian Foreign Ministry spokesperson Maria Zar Zakrova, Zakarova, Maria Zakarova, I'm probably not doing that right, 
said on Facebook that critics must respect international law. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov said the criticism was designed to distract from countries' domestic problems. So, let me go find out why he was even arrested in the first place. So, it says here that he was arrested on the terms of a suspended 2014 conviction for money laundering. Um, Navalny maintains the money laundering case was illegitimate. Okay, so if it wasn't legitimate, then, then why is he actually... Are they arresting him because of that, even though it is illegitimate? Or over the last five months, he had been recovering in Germany after being poisoned by a deadly military-grade nerve agent called Novo Novichok. Okay, we already know that. So he was just put in jail because of money laundering, as far as I know. If anybody, any of my Russian listeners are listening, you are always welcome to talk to me on my Instagram and Twitter and even my YouTube just to help me clear that up as well. So let's go to the OAN um, article now. Well, it looks like there's two short ones, so we're going to read both of those. Thousands of Russians are taking to the streets across the U.S. to support opposition leader Alexei Navalny to denounce traditional corruption. Crowds of Russians rallied outside the consulate in New York and the, and the embassy in Washington, D.C. Well, um, smaller rallies took place in Chicago and Los Angeles. According to reports, the Russian population of the U.S. has doubled since 2010, increasing from 3 million to 6 million people amid 40% surge in Russian asylum cases. Um, protesters um, blame the Putin regime for the miserable Russian witch hunt in the U.S. and have said Alexei Navalny must become president of Russia. Okay, I have a question. It, is Navalny trying to run for president of Russia? Is that why? There's no human rights. Putin is not a president. He is a mafia head guy. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Started Dmitry uh, Valuev of the Free Russia Foundation. People are supporting Alexei Navalny because they, he is a prominent leader. He has been very successful in anti-corruption investigations of Putin elite and Putin himself. So Navalny is very vocal about what Putin does in the country. And Putin has been the president for a very long time. I have to figure out how long and how long a term is in Russia because he's been around for a long, long time. So, yeah. Let's see. Navalny has been in detention since his return to Russia on January 17th, which has been prompted, which has then prompted uh, hundreds of thousands of people to rally in his support across Russia over the weekend. So here's another uh, little longer one, but we're going to read it anyways. This is also from OAN. Demonstrations are being 
held across the U.S. calling the intermediate, the in, immediate, goodness gracious, release of Russian opposition figure Alexei Navalny. On Saturday, hundreds of protesters gathered outside the Russian consulate of Manhattan, New York. I got interrupted by my husband calling me, but you know what? That's cool. That's marriage. <laughs> Demonstrations. Demonstrators could be seen chanting and holding signs um, demanding the Kremlin I, I don't know if I'm saying Kremlin Kremlin or Kremlin it just sounds weird when I say it I'm probably mispronouncing it it sounds like gremlin when I say it but it's Kremlin or Kremlin I don't know critics release anyway so he's a critic I'm, I'm seeing a lot of different things so he's a critic he's critical against Putin he doesn't like Putin so he says he's probably very vocal about what he does in uh, Russia which is cool um, he's I don't know if he's actually running against or maybe he was planning on it he got poisoned this is pretty shady stuff so um, I will do my best to give you guys the right facts the right things to give you um i still have to learn about it so there probably will be a follow-up podcast of rogue news at some point about this as well because i'm actually kind of interested in it and, and not just because russia is also listening to my podcast i actually really want to know so um this came days after navalny was chained upon port of russia spent five months in germany Recovering from an alleged poisoning. Okay. He's trying to open the eyes of Russian people and to show them the level of corruption that is happening in Russia by government officials. Uh, protester Alexander Voistikov said. Uh, they don't want that to be known by Russian people and that's the main thing. They want to shut down and they want to get rid of him. Those at the demonstration organized the Free Russia Foundation said many um, Russian activists are working tirelessly to expose the government and its large scale of corruption. Thousands of citizens in Russia including Navalny's wife, were detained as protests in his support continue to sweep across the nation. Excuse me. Um, the U.S. has called in on Russian authorities to release all those detained for the immediate and unconditional release. Um, as far as I know, as far as we've uh, kind of went through this together uh Navalny was charged for money laundering he's a big critic of Putin and he was poisoned in Germany and he was recovering in Germany before he went back um which means to me that as far as I know I don't know a lot about the Russian government I don't know what's corrupt and what's not there I don't live there, but, um, yeah, so, but I will keep up with this story. This is interesting.
Alright, I just picked this one because it has Nancy Pelosi's face on it. <laughs> uh, I don't like her. <laughs> lawmakers, uh, it says, uh, lawmakers remain deadlocked on stimulus negotiations. So, lawmakers on Capitol Hill remain divided on their contents of the next economic stimulus package. During Tuesday's press conference, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi uh, stated there are contents of their proposal which are not, which they are not willing to compromise on, including tax benefits for working families and provisions to aid communities of color. You gave millions of dollars to foreign countries and not the American people. Quit lying. Good lord. Let's see. This came after an extensive series of negotiations with Republicans in which Pelosi and several of her Democrat colleagues refused to budge on their costly proposals. Republicans and Trump administrations uh, uh, Republicans in the Trump administration have condemned these policies as part of the Democrats' wish list. White House economic advisor Larry Kudlow uh, does not believe lawmakers can pass, pass a full coronavirus relief package before the election. On Friday, he said it may be possible to fulfill parts of a relief bill, but it would be it would not be a large deal. Well, like the 600 that you gave us last time, right? That wasn't much of a big deal, right? It was a big deal to all the other countries that you funded within that bill, but not to the American people. Uh, oh yeah. Trump didn't fund that. He, he already pointed out that $600 uh, stimulus package, listen, he knew where the money was coming from, where the money was going. And I've even talked about this before. It could not, for some reason, it, it could not be changed. And all that money, that all the tax dollars, all of that, that we make in order to fund the government that was given to foreign countries. He suggested lawmakers should ex instead in extend unemployment benefits, restart PPP loans, and uh, offer airlines more relief with unused $300 billion left over from the CARES Act. However, the advisor reiterated the president wants to a deal uh, and has enough support from Republicans to finalize deal if the House Speaker would simply agree. In the meantime, unemployment pandemic relief is fading for many Americans following a surge over the summer. According to recent study, those who benefited from extended unemployment aid earlier was Oh, oh my god. Earlier this year have begun to dip below poverty lines 
once again. The data also showed workers who had received benefit checks from the summer stimulus tightened spending moderately throughout August and saved more money. However, jobless workers are now feeling the effects of the pandemic. The new research showed these savings are quickly running out. Well, yeah, because they gave us $600. That's not a lot. (sighs) Workers are hoping to receive another round of stimulus to hold them over while pandemic conditions continue. Uh, We're not going to get another stimulus check. We're not. I don't believe it. But anyway... Yeah. (laughs) I think this was actually made while Trump was in office, like that uh, article, but since Biden is in, I don't think so. I don't think. I don't think so. We're not going to get anything. Not anymore. But anyway, let's go on to uh, entertainment. We'll do entertainment, technology, and money. For the next segment. And then we'll do world. Because of course. Poland is listening. I want to do a. Thing on Poland. I want to do some news on my new country. The 13th country that is listening to me. I love you very much. Much love to Poland. I love you so much. Have I told you that I love you? (laughs) Radio will be right back after this message. You know what to do. Probably eat, eat some chips while I'm doing this advertisement. This is this is how I make my money. <laughs> All right, roll it. Okay, Poland, this is your moment, okay? I'm going to cover some news in your country. For those of you who are listening in Poland, thank you for listening, by the way, again. I know I already professed my love to Poland in the last section. I'm sorry for that, but I get excited. Anyway, Poland's businesses are rejecting their lockdown. You got to make that money, though. Seriously, something's got to give. Warsaw, Poland on January 19th for the first time in weeks. Skiers crisscross the fresh snow of Ostrzyja Kaninki in southern Poland. A lockdown is in effect across the country due to the coronavirus pandemic. The China virus. (laughs) But the resort owner found a way around it. Every 15 minutes, he hosts a political summit on the mountain, one of the few events allowed under current rules. Anyone can use this. Use this. Thanks. Thanks. I got a text message during that. Nice. Anyway. Shut up. (laughs) 
one of the few events allowed under the current rules. Uh, anyone can use the ski lift to attend. All they need to do before buckling their boots is to sign a membership for form for the business owner strike political party. Yosef Presek. Posek. Pe. <sighs> Pasek. Joseph Pasek. I'm not recording this again. <laughs> it's just one of the hundreds of entrepreneurs in Poland who have decided to more or less overtly reopen their doors in violation of government lockdown rules that have been in effect since last year as the country nears 1.5 million total COVID-19 cases. Oh my god. Courts have thus far taken the side of the mutinous businesses that deem the restrictions uh, to be illegal. We are using a loophole, said Pasek, uh, who said he is unable to benefit from the state aid because it excludes businesses with seasonal hires. He said as the word spreads his... He said as the word spreads, his ski resort, which is only 30 miles or so from Poland, uh, Poland's second largest city, Krakow, is doubling its visitor numbers uh, by the day. People are tired of staying indoors. Well, yeah. No one wants to stay inside all the time. Tourist businesses across Poland's mountainous highlands region began coordinating their reopenings on January 18th, but the wider movement egged on the anti-lockdown activists has snowballed across the country with defiant nightclubs, restaurants, hotels continuously sprouting up on an interactive online map. Oh. Sebastian Piton, who, uh who started high, the Highlands protest, estimates that around half of the local businesses have been working in underground mode anyway, while none advertise openly. Restaurants still let people in uh, through the back door, and full, and full up hotels pretended to have family visiting uh, with large facilities in the area now planning to officially readmit guests. He believes smaller businesses will be uh, emboldened to flout restrictions too. In response to the Polish government, um, has oscillated between a carrot and a stick. What? This month, this month, developer minister Jaroszlaw Gowan, Jaroszlaw Gowan announced um, an additional uh, one billion zloty. Is that is that your money? Is it zloty? That's interesting. Around two hundred and seventy-six million for. Uh, municipalities in the country's mountainous south, which have experienced a 70% shortfall in tourists. Um, days later, he threatened that businesses that reopen will be excluded from the funding. 
Health inspectors and police also ramped up controls and issuance of fines, which businesses are refusing to accept on the spot in hope of fighting them off later in court. Yet business owners who fear the loss of their livelihoods under the lockdown deem government restrictions to be illegal, so long as the government does not introduce a constitutional state of emergency. Hotels and cultural venues have been closed since November 7th, restaurants have been limited to takeout since October 24th, and gyms and pools have been shut since October 17th. They will remain so until at least the end of January. This is nuts. That's nuts. I know certain countries have it worse than others, but <clears throat> Poland is in Europe, and so is Scotland. So Scotland has certain rules that even, uh, I've even covered this before uh, around, uh, I want to say, just after quarantine lifted in America, where they um, brought in scientists saying that being outside is healthier for you not to catch the COVID-19, so why isn't Poland also enforcing that uh, suggestion to actually go outside and breathe fresh air? You know, even <clears throat> that's just a natural thing with people. Just you can't sit in one place. We're just we're people that want to do things. We're human. So when I see that <clears throat> you can't even go swimming, you can't even like go to a restaurant. That's taking away their livelihood. No wonder people are angry. No wonder people are rising up against that. Prolonging lockdown is politically costly. I would say so. While small businesses um, owners are not generally law and justice voters, the Highlands protest took root in the ruling party's electoral uh, heartlands of southern Poland in a survey conducted on January 19th, the majority of polls, including the majority of law and justice voters, and they sympathize with the rebels with most, almost 70% of respondents backing restaurants and hotels as well as 75% of supporting ski slopes, reopening nightclubs were the one exception with just 24% cheering on the rule bending. I mean, that's cool. At least some people who are business owners will get uh, their livelihood back and getting their businesses back. But <clears throat> one thing that I gotta say that uh, America definitely does not like uh, function like other countries. So in America, here, we get a stimulus check for about maybe $2,000 or $600. Poland and Scotland and all those other countries in, in Europe may not actually get that. So we have to take that into consideration. They might even have it harder there. So even... I, I don't know if they do have a stimulus, stimulus check. I don't even know what they do over there. But you gotta understand that in order for people to live, they have to work, and in order for them to work, they have to have 
their places reopened. And yeah, people just don't like the change, and I completely understand that. Many entrepreneurs now feel cheated by the lockdown rules. This past November, Poland's Prime Minister Matuez Morawiecki, I butchered that name, uh, promised that when the coronavirus infection rate dropped below a certain threshold, which it did in December 26, businesses would reopen on this, on, in some capacity. That thaw never came, and the, the pledged financial drip has dried up. Uh, state aid for 51, uh, no, 5.1 billion zloty, or 1.4 billion dollars, uh, for December and January will finally be released in February. Uh, Poiter Mueller, the government spokesperson, um, told foreign policy that funds are reaching business owners on a regular basis and that total of 175 zloty, uh, nearly 47 billion, has already been allocated. Um, disgruntled entrepreneurs also complain about the uh, arbitrariness of lockdown rules which allow churches and some shops to stay open. Many have thus sought creative ways to of reimagining their core business to circumvent rules. Two nightclubs have reopened as... I lost my place, oh no! Oh no! Two nightclubs have reopened as political party headquarters and ice skating rink became a flower warehouse by plugging a few stray roses uh, in the center of the venue, and a grilled sausage joint offered customers the option of dining in by teaching them how to use cutlery. Hmm. See, people are getting creative during this, uh, crisis. Um, Poland is also only Europe is the only European country to have closed hotels, even to business travelers. Some guest houses have started advertising rooms as ski lockers or sold parking spots for a weekly fee of nearly $700 uh, with rooms thrown in as a free bonus. <clears throat> Taxi drivers in some towns are offering discounted rides to local restaurants that have opened, uh, stiffening the resolve of the rebels uh, courts have been taking their side in a landmark case of a uh, hairdresser what? form of a southern Polish city of a pole who was sought trimming who was caught trimming hair during the spring lockdown. The court annulled the penalty she was given explaining that the 10,000 zloty or 2,700 fine breached the essence of freedom of economic activity. Dang, this is a long article. I had to pick the biggest one. <laughs> okay. Uh, 
enshrined in Poland's constitution, health authorities have now appealed the decision. The government, however, insists that the rules are legal based on the 2008 Act on Preventing and Combating Infections and Diseases. We are aware that the restrictions are burdensome for entrepreneurs, but we are fighting for the life and health of Poles, Mueller told uh, Foreign Policy. Yet legal experts have argued that the 2008 law only provides a basis for some restrictions, but that curbing uh, movement and shutting down businesses' activity require the introduction of a constitutional state of emergency. While the government has rejected that escalation as unnecessary, skeptics have accused it of seeking to avoid the additional financial burden of businesses than legally claiming compensation. Okay. Here's the thing about humanity. Here's the thing about people. They don't want to stay in one place. They don't... They, they, they don't... They... They want to work. They want to not rely on the government sometimes. And I feel like if COVID-19 was an inside job, which I believe, but then again, you know, some people might not like that. But this whole thing, what if this whole thing was to get people to rely on the government a whole lot more? Because if you get people scared, if you get people sick and scared, they're more controllable. And you take away their money, you take away their freedoms, what are they going to do? The government had already backed down from a planned curfew for New Year's Eve, which Poland's Commissioner for Human Rights called a flagrant violation of the Constitution. Courts also started retracting penalties issued by health authorities with one in Warsaw withdrawing more than 20 fines in a single week in early January. Restrictions on conducting businesses' activity were introduced with any legal basis. Without any legal basis, excuse me. Said Marius Bidinski, a law professor at the University of social sciences and humanities. He argues that the only reason for obedience is the instruction of a system of policing and repressive punishments with immediately enforceable penalties imposed by the health authorities. While the vast majority of these are annulled by the courts, larger penalties issued by health inspectors are ex executed within seven days and can thus deter cash-strapped businesses from risky reopenings. Uh, yeah. The government, however, insists that there are still too many unknown which could lead to ill-considered decisions, Mueller said. Loosening safety rules depends not only on the level of infections, deaths, or the availability of COVID beds. Another unknown is the new mutation of the virus 
and so we must be very humble and about potential scenarios. The third wave of the pandemic is a very serious threat. Bedinsky, uh, the law professor, believes that continued sanctions have businesses give businesses a hard claim for compensation all for all incurred losses from the state which it will be obligated to pay in huge penalties and damages perhaps in the tens or hundreds of billions in the near future meanwhile others worry that the government may reassert control through other means lawmakers from uh, the ruling coalition have recently proposed a new law that would make it compulsory to accept police fines for minor offenses on the spot. Uh, yeah, you gotta fund the police over there, don't you? Um, not that I have anything wrong with police. I don't, I'm not against police, but minor offenses? Don't we have bigger things to worry about? and only allowing their appeals in court. Widespread challenges to Poland's lockdown regime have uncovered its stilted legal foundations, and with that, the shaky authority wielded by the government has, uh, history has been a long list of rebellions, uprising, insurrections, and other forms of social opposition to power. There is no indelible power, and as experience teaches even the most untouchable and elusive people are eventually held to account Bedinsky said so that is the news segment on Poland I really hope those who are struggling with their independent businesses who want to be um, independent from the government find their independence find those loopholes do what you gotta do cause it is very tough out there and my prayers are with you. U.S. reaffirms commitment to Japan to defending islands disputed with China. New U.S. Secretary Lloyd Austin, Defense Secretary. He's a Defense Secretary. Or he thinks he is. During his first phone call with his Japanese counterpart, uh, reaffirmed America's commitment to Tokyo to defending a group of East China islands uh, claimed by both Japan and China, the Pentagon said. Austin, in talks with Japanese Defense Minister Nobao Kishi, uh, confirmed that Article 5 of the U.S.-Japan Security Treaty, which stipulates U.S. defense obligations to Japan, covers an uninhabited, the uninhabited islands, the Pentagon said in a statement. Um, the islands are known as the Senkaku Islands in Japan and uh, Daiyu in China. I... Yeah, pronunciation is not a thing with me. Austin also reaffirmed that United States remains opposed to any un unilateral attempts to change the status quo in the East China Sea, the Pentagon said. 
Okay. Um, Japan has become increasingly concerned with Chinese activity. Activity? I said activia. Doesn't that make you poop? Activity in the East China Sea, including incursions into waters around the islands. Um, the talks marked the first ministerial 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 discussions between Tokyo and Washington since U.S. President Joe Biden um, took office on Wednesday. Retired Army General Austin uh, made history on Friday by becoming America's first black defense secretary. Japan's defense ministry was not immediately available for comment. U.S. Indo-Pacific Command said on Sunday a U.S. Navy strike group entered the South China Sea on Saturday, uh, the same day Taiwan uh, reported a large incursion of Chinese bombers and fighter jets into its air defense uh, identification zone near the Pratas Islands. Reporting. Yep. So that's what's going on in Japan. I'm gonna try to do this in one take because it's already taken three. So listen. I don't know what's wrong. I'm probably tired. But I'm gonna get through this. Pig tech censorship, left-wing violence, and national spotlight. All right. Former rep, uh, Tulsi Gabbard, Democrat Hawaii, um, warned against the left's push to censor opposing perspectives. Taking on, taking to Twitter on Tuesday, Gabbard accused Democrat Adam Schiff and big tech companies of trying to undermine constitutional rights and imposing a KGB-style surveillance. Uh, She went on to call these entities domestic enemies, claiming that they pose an even greater threat than the Capitol demonstrations earlier this month. But let's be clear, she says in a tweet. Uh, The John Brennans and Adam Schiffs and the oligarchs in big tech who are trying to undermine the constitutionally protective rights and turn our country into a place or into a police state with KGB-style surveillance are also domestic enemies uh, and much more powerful and therefore dangerous than the mob that stormed the Capitol, Gabbard said. Okay. Okay, Jehu. Okay. That was pretty cool. Gabbard urged the Biden administration to reject efforts by Democrats that seek the or seek to take away our civil liberties she went on to say nothing is done if nothing is done to stop them the country could be in peril um, this came as several social media platforms have taken action against former President Trump effectively hampering his ability to communicate with the American people 
this big tech bias barred the 45th president. Democrats in Congress have been pushing for this conviction in an impeachment trial. So for those of you who do not know, President Trump has been silenced on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. He's not allowed to post on anything. Um, they've taken his um, legitimacy, like, um, on Twitter, they give you a blue check if you are actually verified to be Donald Trump or Ariana Grande if you like her, you know what I mean? Um, so, this is a big deal. Because I feel like if President Trump is going to be silenced, what makes anybody else think that they're not going to be silenced too? Because censorship is really big with Facebook right now. And it is already starting on Instagram. Uh, fortunately, I don't think I've ever been really silenced or censored on Twitter. But I'm not very well known on Twitter. But um, this is what's happening. So, Senator Rand Paul highlighted incidents of the left-wing violence as he spoke out against the impeachment push by Democrats. Paul... Um, detailed a number of instances while speaking on the Senate floor Tuesday, including when a supporter of far-left Senator Bernie Sanders I love the new meme of Bernie Sanders, by the way, attempted to kill Rep. Steve Scalise and others back in 2017. Wait, Bernie Sanders was trying to... what? One of Bernie Sanders' uh, supporters tried to kill somebody? Don't take my word for it. This is weird. But, okay. Uh, so Greg Price... I don't know who Greg Price is, but he there's a tweet of him, so... Um, no Democrat will honestly ask whether Bernie Sanders incited the shooter. Oh Lord, it's true! Nearly killed Steve Scalis. I don't know who he is. Um, no Democrat will ask Maxine Waters incited violence when she told her supporters, "If you see a number of a Trump, a member of a Trump administration at a restaurant, at a department store, or any place, you create a crowd and you push back on them. Is that not?" incitement. Mm-hmm. I don't like Maxine Waters. Um, he said the shooter fervently believed the false and inflammatory rhetoric being spewed by Sanders about health care. I wonder if that's why he wasn't actually on the balcony. <laughs> he had to sit on the steps in the cold. Uh, Paul pointed out no Democrat questioned if Sanders incited violence or if Rep. Maxine Waters did when she called out her con constituents to confront Trump supporters. Paul added that Democrats incited riots in several cities last year. Of course, all that looting, shooting, police violence was all, um, what's the word? aggravated by the Democratic left. Um, you can take it or leave it, that's that's how I see it. Um, 
In fact, Republicans, to our credit, have never once thought it legitimate to formally censor or impeach these Democrats, Paul stated. No Republican has sought to use the government to hold these Democrats responsible for Antifa and Black Lives Matter violence that consumed our cities all summer, resulting in over a billion dollars of destruction, looting, and property damage. Not one Republican said, oh, let's impeach Democrats who are inciting this because it would be ridiculous. To them, anyway. Uh, Paul asserted former President Trump did not incite the attack on the Capitol earlier this month, noting that he had called on uh, demonstrators to act peacefully. Yep, that's very true. I said this once um, in one of my other previous podcasts when George Floyd died, when he was killed. Okay. Looting and shooting and um, police like hurting and killing police officers that's not going to make any difference it's only going to incite more violence antifa needs to stop blm needs to stop i will even say that there are some extreme very bad people who say that they support trump that are actually violent as well i feel like both parties are at fault in in some extent so we have the right to peacefully protest. We have no right to steal, kill, and destroy. We don't have that right to go into a business that is independently owned and mess up everything, steal their merchandise, and take their livelihood away. We, as American people, or even people in general, we should not have that right. And Democrats have completely said that you have that right, go ahead and do it. And then Democrats want to point the finger at Trump saying he is the one that incited violence. People need to know, especially this generation, Generation Z, need to know that violence is not the answer. I know I'm talking like I'm a high school teacher, but it's true, okay? This isn't something that we should be doing, especially when you're tearing down um, statues of people who actually ended slavery. And I don't understand, I, I can't understand that, especially when it's governmentally owned property. You know you're going to be taxed for that, right? You're, so you're basically destroying something that you're going to pay for in the end. Because everything that's governmentally owned, you, the people, pay for with your taxes. So you're not really helping anybody when you're being destructive and being dangerous. So, yeah. 